Hello, lovelies. Welcome to Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. In this podcast, you will find that there is no topic off limits and that we talk about just about everything that might be on your mind when it comes to knowing yourself, growing yourself, and the entire process of spiritual awakening. You will hear lots of laughter and hopefully join in, and you will hear the occasional four-letter word. You will definitely hear some inspiration, and occasionally you might even get your ass kicked. Come hang out and see what it's all about. Let's do this. So I've been thinking a lot about resting lions. I read something the other day, and it said something to the effects of it's great to let sleeping dogs lie, But what we really need to be careful of is that we do not disturb the resting lions. Now, to be honest, I didn't read to see what they were even really talking about. I got caught up on this idea of resting lions. And then my big theme lately with all of my clients has been this idea that we must pay attention to the outer workings of the world around the individuals in our circle so that we can not necessarily play puppeteer, but we can exhibit, um, pronounce, display our self-mastery by being clear about what's going on with other people instead of jumping to conclusions or letting emotions sort of drive the car for us. So what is this idea of resting lions? People walk through the world. They have their own experiences their own interactions, their own thoughts, their own fears, their own triggers, all kinds of things, their own hormones, (laughs) right? And every once in a while, you can feel the energy of the lion sulking through the house, (laughs) creeping through the office with a little growl under its voice, just waiting for something or someone to give it the excuse to pounce. This is almost never conscious. They're almost never thinking, I can't wait to find someone to take all this shit out on. That's not usually what's going on. What's usually going on is that they are at their bandwidth. They have nothing left. They are a lion that could rip someone apart, but they're trying, God willing, to rest, to Let some of the stress and strain and fear and anger and whatever else is going on inside of them, just let it slowly leak out so that perhaps they can get through a day without shredding someone to bits. Why do we mess with the sleeping lions? We're all guilty of this. Every single one of us of knowing that someone is right there at the edge of their patience and deciding that our purpose, our conversation, Our motive, our goal is the most important, valuable thing. Getting caught in that self-defense mechanism that is truly just self-centeredness, where we're so focused on what we need that we don't even take the time to consider its effects on someone else. And God forbid, we recognize he's had a really long week. And maybe what I need right now can wait so that the resting lions are not provoked. I think I shared with you before, my husband uses the term, don't poke the bear. Man, that gets under my skin. I hate it. I hate it. (laughs) 
<laughs> right? Maybe that's part of why I, I like this concept of resting lions because it gets rid of the bear, right? But I've learned something about myself and I don't think I've shared this with you. It really just landed recently for me. If I don't want to be told not to poke the bear, I have to quit poking the bear. I have to quit creeping up to where the bear is and thinking about poking it, <laughs> right? My, my son will do this thing where he'll go, hey, mama, and he'll say, oh, oh never mind. And I'll be like, what? What is it? He says, oh, you're going to say no. You're going to whatever. Then why did you say the hey, mama part? Why did you even start? Why did you creep up on the bear with the intent to poke it? <laughs> it's almost even more annoying to be creeped up upon, isn't it? How do we avoid creeping up on the bear? How do we disturb how do we how do we keep ourselves from from disturbing the resting lion? We pause, beloved. We stay aware, we pay attention. We make sure we're not so wrapped up in our own inner dialogue and in our own desires and goals and things that we're not too wrapped up to think about the people in our circle, especially our partners and our children, but anyone, coworkers, family, friends, neighbors, the checkout girl at the grocery store, like whatever it is, we have to be clear that the majority, like 99.99999% of people's behaviors and reactions have zero to do with us. And even if they do, what's really going on is they're asking us for something. They're asking us for space. They're asking us for quiet. They're asking us for validation, confirmation, love, safety, security. They're asking us for something. And if we truly want to master the self, instead of getting so caught up in how it makes us feel, we will pause and we will ask ourselves, what do they really need? What are they really saying? Sometimes it's just space and grace and patience. Sometimes the only answer is get the hell away from that resting lion before it rips your face off. <laughs> okay, sometimes that's the answer. But sometimes we can actually pause and react to what they're really asking us for. Anger is usually fear. Defensiveness is usually the need for validation. And grief is often just the absence of gratitude. How can we help others with this? Well, most importantly, through our, through our patience, through our calm, through our unwillingness to be baited into an argument and our willingness to let the resting lions rest, to let the sleeping dogs lie, to give the bear its space. None of these things let them win. We win. It's self-mastery. I get to choose. I get to choose the when, the where, the why, the how I interact with another human being. And in that choice, I should use all of the wisdom, all of the information that I can glean from the situation. My husband just got home from eight days on the road for work. Eight days where literally everything that could have gone wrong went wrong, including another gentleman on the job site 
nearly cutting off all of his toes, to which nobody jumped to his aid, and therefore my husband ended up providing all of the first aid and all of the care, and the guy was only mildly grateful. Now, he has handled this with a lot of grace, and he is home now, and he is in a great mood, but I would be remiss stupid even, if I did not keep in mind that he has been on a number of airplanes and a number of job sites where everything went wrong and he literally saw somebody's bones and tendons and stuff less than 48 hours ago, it would be ridiculous of me not to keep this in mind as I am dealing with him over the next few days. My lion has been through a lot. Do I really want to provoke him? Now, this is different than walking on eggshells. That is not what I mean, beloved. I mean, I have enough presence and patience and self-control, self-mastery, not preservation. I'm not freaking hiding. But I know if there's something that I need to ask him about, confront him about, push him towards clarity about, that I'm either going to be extra careful or I'm going to wait a couple days till he's caught up on his sleep, <laughs> right? This is not letting him win. This is choice. It's choice. It's compassion. What is compassion? Beloved, compassion is just the giving up of one thing for the sake of something else. The giving up controlling this conversation and this moment right now for the sake of letting the lion rest for the sake of approaching this conversation when it will be constructive and healthy and useful, for the sake of peace and love. What's the clear intention of all of our thoughts? What's the clear intention of all of our conversations, all of our interactions? It should be self-mastery, not mastering the other person, not controlling the dialogue, not making sure they understand us right now in this moment. No. How do I want to feel about me? How do I want to feel? Proud of my calm. Proud of my unwillingness to be baited. Proud that I didn't poke the bear. <laughs> Beloved, we look back and we think, why did I do that? Why did I let that person disrupt my peace? Why did I let myself get sucked into something when all along that small, still voice inside of me said, no, not now, not today? It can wait if it's important. It can wait. We can focus on proof, on evidence, on truth instead. Instead of thinking, Oh, that person doesn't love me. They don't respect me. They don't value me. We can look at the truth because we probably know that's not true. Now, to be fair, there are instances where that's true and you need to get that person out of your world. But most of the time, if you look at the evidence, the person has something else going on that has nothing to do with you. We all walk around with these buckets that get filled with our lives. Every interaction, every frustration, every everything. And the buckets get freaking heavy all day long. We have to acknowledge that other people have buckets and a lot of them have no holes, right? If you're smart, if you're still listening to me 11 minutes into this, then you probably have some holes in your bucket. What are the holes in your bucket? <laughs> 
the holes in my daughter's bucket, petting the cat, playing her guitar, drawing a picture, getting on the stationary bike. She's figured out how to put holes in her bucket. When she is frustrated, when she feels like something's wrong, when she feels sad for no reason, she has things that she goes to. She puts little holes, pop, 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 in that bucket. It gets lighter. The day is better. What a wise 11-year-old. But we all know grown adults, some of you listening to my voice right now, who have no holes in their bucket. And when your bucket is full, you expect other people to give you grace. You expect your partner to be patient with you, to not push you, force you into a conversation or a decision. You expect grace. But do you, beloved, give it to others? Do you give it to others? Be honest. If you do, congratulations. If you don't, start right now. Start letting the lions rest. Recognize it's not all about us, you guys. In fact, most of it is not. And when we react from truth, from evidence, instead of fear, self-centeredness, or emotion, then we are able to choose. We are able to exhibit our self-mastery. And when we redefine success, success is not making you concede. It's not making you say, I'm right. Success is not you understanding me in this moment right now. Success is me choosing. Choosing to look at the facts, at the evidence of what you're going through, of what the situation is. That the evidence shows that my reaction, while valid because we all get to have emotions and shit, right, is not necessarily what's going on and does not have to be the dictator of my behavior or reactions. Self-mastery, choice. Selflessness in a way that is very self-full. It is selfless to say, babe, I recognize you're stressed. Let's put this on hold till tomorrow, even though I want an answer today. But it's self full at the same time, because do you really want to get in a fight? Is that really what you want? If it is, call me. We need to talk. You need a therapist or something. We don't really want to fight. Not really. We might want to be right, but let's redefine right. Right is choice. Right is having the conversation at the right time. Right is letting the lion rest the dogs sleep, and the bears growl. Self-mastery, beloved, not self-preservation. Choice, not control. It is freedom, and it is all our souls have ever wanted. Until next time, beloved, namaste.